Hey, this is Pastor Jeff Workmeister of Elevate Church, and welcome to our podcast. I want to thank you for listening today. I hope this inspires you, encourages you, and builds your faith. Enjoy the podcast. Good morning. I'm so happy to be with you. It's going to be a great day. Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to be a great day. Look at your friend. Now look at the one you didn't say it's going to be a great day and say it to them, okay? Because you clearly didn't choose them first, okay? We see where your priorities are. Hey, we're in a great series called Jesus People. We're going to continue it this summer. Um, you all having a good summer? Yeah? Yeah? Good? Happy? We're having a good summer. We went as a staff to the lake. If you're on IG, you saw some wonderful lyrics being uh, sung by Pastor Ryan. I mean, if you missed it, you missed it. But uh, we had a great time. Had a great 4th of July. But I'm glad to be back and glad to be in the Word. Uh, if you got a Bible, I want you to pull it out. Pull out an e-Bible, whatever you have. Pull out something to take some notes. Today is going to bless you. Today is going to encourage you. It's going to give you hope. I promise you it's going to lead you to some victory. Go with me to the book of Psalms, Psalms 23. We're in a camp in Psalms 23 today. Psalms 23, verse 1, it says, The Lord is my shepherd to feed, to guide, to shield me. I shall not want. Other version says, I lack nothing. Can I get an amen from anybody? Say, yeah, that's me. I want that. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me on the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the sunless valley, the shadow of death, I fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod to protect, your staff to guide. They comfort and console me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies, and you've anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy and unfailing love shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell forever throughout all of my days in the house and in the presence of the Lord. It's a great Great passage, wonderful passage. Now, I want to read something a little different, okay? And it's not, it's not biblical, okay? But I call, I'm going to read this passage again, and I'm going to call it the people's passage, the people's version of Psalm 23. Because I think a lot of us, we hear that passage, and we're like, Wow, that sounds great, and that sounds powerful, and that sounds amazing, but that's not really happening in my life. That's not really what I'm seeing. It's not really what I'm going through, and so I want to read it in a different way, okay? Let's read it this way. I am my own shepherd, and I'm a mess. I don't have everything I need for sure. 
I wouldn't know still waters if it was staring me down right in front of me. I haven't had a good rest in a long time. I don't walk along the path of righteousness. I do know fear. I do know evil very well. I seek comfort anywhere I can find it and with anyone. I can't stand my enemies. They actually, I actually want to hurt them. My cup is always overflowing with anger and bitterness and sorrow and rage and anxiety. I'm wound so tight, it doesn't take much for me to explode. I'm always spilling over into my family and my kids and my friends. And I don't know what's following me all the days of my life, but I can tell you this, my soul isn't great. <laughs> now some of you are like, how'd you know? How do you know what I'm feeling? How'd you, you just verbatim, just spoke my life. Maybe the last six months, last 12 months. How do you know? Well, I've lived both versions. I've lived both versions. And I want you to know that today, okay, if you're in that version or you've lived that version over the last six, 12 months, you're at the right place. And I want you to tell a neighbor, tell a friend, say, you are at the right place at the right time. You got to sing it like that, okay? Say it, okay, sing it, sing it. You are at the, come on, you guys are so boring. You're so like, no, I'm not singing that. I'm not doing that. Come on. Just look at me and say, you're at the right place at the right time. Amen? <laughs> come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. Jesus, we worship you. We thank you for the Holy Spirit. Now, Holy Spirit, we really need you. Because we're living a different version of Psalm 23. We're living outside of you being the shepherd of our life. And we need you, Holy Spirit, to come to be the shepherd to guide us into all truth and wisdom and revelation and freedom and victory and joy and hope in you, Lord. We submit to you. We ask this in Jesus' mighty, mighty name. Amen, amen. Give it up for the worship team this morning. All right, point number one, the Lord. Say the Lord, okay? Come on, say it with me. Say the Lord. Lord. Come on, you got to get it. You got to have that. You got to have some, some gospel. About it. The Lord. Oh, my God. Listen, it is the summer. You guys are supposed to be happy. Come on. The Lord is my shepherd. Amen. Come on. I'm going to wake you guys up. I promise you that. You all walking in here. Oh, was, we, were, we were hanging out last night in the backyard till one in the morning and You'll, you'll live. You'll be okay. You won't die. I promise you. Okay. All right. The Lord is my shepherd. What is the job of the shepherd? If the Lord's a shepherd, then what is his job? What's he supposed to do? How, how is he supposed to take care of us? Uh, I'll give you some adjectives right here. He's supposed to lead us to blessing. Who goes, yeah, I want that. 
I, I need that. His job is to lead us a blessing, to green pastures, okay? He's supposed to lead us as the shepherd to rest. Rest, real rest. Rest in your mind, rest in your soul. Real peace, okay? He's supposed to protect us from the predators, right? Because the enemy, he's out there prowling like a lion, seeking those to devour, as the Bible says, correct? His job is to protect us. His job is to protect us from ourselves. Because what? Sheep, as we are referred to in the Bible, are not the smartest animals on the planet, right? Okay? His job is to make sure that we'll go through the valley. We won't get stuck in the valley. We won't be destroyed in the valley. His job is to be the best friend to the sheep. A sheep's best friend is the shepherd. Amen? And the shepherd's job, if needed, is to make sacrifices for their good. So Jesus makes a really profound statement. and says, hey, I want to be your shepherd. I want to lead your life. I want to protect your life. I want to bring you into blessing. I want to lead you to good green pastures. I want to take you to quiet brooks. I want to take you through the hard times and make sure you get to the other side. I want you to live in my presence and my goodness, my faithfulness. I want you to see how good I am as a shepherd, and I'm inviting you to be next to me. Amen? And so what happens? We go, yeah, that sounds great. That sounds wonderful. Sign me up. I'm all in. Yes, God, that, that's, in, that's incredible. Until he really starts shepherding our lives. So I want to give an example today. Brian, will you help me today? You in? Come on. Let's go. You ready for this? Everybody get real loud for Brian, everybody. Come on. Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so we're, we're going to do something. You, yeah, you lead. Whoa, 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 Jesus. So, okay, you're going to, yeah. I don't know what's wrong. So. All right, so I'm going I'm to show you an example, okay? Here, bring that over. Come. There we go. All right, now I need you to put... One of these on. Okay. Oh, oh geez. There we go. There we go. Wait, we got it. We got it. We're good. We're good. We're good. Give it up for Pastor Adam. He's just a good guy. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, buckle up. You're going to go for a ride. Fat guy in a little coat. All right. All right, there we go. Just had to get that out. Okay. All right. So you go, yeah, Jesus, I'm all in, right? We're buddies. We're fam. We're doing this together. We're all in, right? We're connected, right? And so Jesus as the shepherd, right, wants to lead Brian 
his sheep to what? Good things, to blessings, right? Like, like moments like when you go, I, I gotta buy, I gotta buy a new truck. Right? And and you start looking at trucks. Come here, come here. And, and you and you go, wow, this one's really cool. It's a it's a nitro. Super cool, super fast. It's black and it's green and looks awesome. And this truck is awesome and it's brand new. It's $85,000 of brand new, right? Because everything costs $85,000 nowadays, okay? Right? And then you have the exact same truck, but it's white and red and, and it's like five years old. And, but this truck is like, $25,000 or $30,000, right? It's, just a, it's the same truck, but one's, one's a little older and one's a little newer. And the Lord, the Lord as the shepherd will go, Brian, I got this beautiful, awesome truck for you. I, I've, I've actually had somebody take really good care of it the last five years and, and I've, I've maintained it and it, I've blessed it and this is for you. But what happens? Brian's like, but look at the green one over there. It's nicer. It's newer. It's $85,000, right? Mm -hmm. And so Brian, you go that way, okay? Okay? And what happens? Right? Oh, see? He locked his legs. <laughs> He's like... He's like, I ain't going nowhere, Lord. I know what I want. And the Lord goes, hey, brud, listen. I'm not trying to harm you. I'm trying to help you. I'm actually trying to teach you to be content with what I have for you. Right? But what happens? I want $85,000, right? And this is what happens, right? Or how about this, okay? Put up that picture, that first one, okay? Right? So Brian has an awesome wife named Maribel, and she's incredible, and he loves her, and we love her, and they have an awesome family, right? But what will the enemy always try to get you to do. The grass is always greener somewhere else. Right? I'm sure that there are tough days in Brian's marriage. I'm sure there are moments that Maribel wants to grab a kitchen knife and stab Ryan. I mean, yeah, okay. Right? Anybody that's been married for a hot minute understands. Can I get an amen from you, right? Okay. Oh, you guys are all better than me? Good for you, okay? <laughs> Good for you. I'm proud of you. You're a bunch of liars. That's what you are, okay? <laughs> right? So hard times come. And all of a sudden, there's a pretty girl at work. Right? And the Lord goes, 
hey, Brian, I don't, I don't want you to talk to that girl at work anymore. You're actually starting to have an emotional affair in your mind. You're actually having lustful thoughts in your heart. And, and Brian, I actually need you to go home and to learn how to love Maribel the way that I want you to love Maribel. And I'll give you the grace and strength. But what does Brian do sometimes? <laughs> ah! You gotta help me, you gotta help me. Dude, come on. Brian is a good man, everybody, come on. He is a good man. Maribel, you have found a good man. All right, help me, Brian. All right, see what happens? The Lord's going, no. No, 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 I'm trying to shepherd you. I'm trying to teach you, come on over here. I'm trying to teach you how to have long-suffering. Right? I'm trying to teach you how to have patience. I'm trying to teach you how to love, not out of your emotional love, but out of my love. I'm trying to teach you to see your wife the way I see your wife. Right? The Lord wants to be our shepherd, okay? And, and here's the deal. Nine out of 10 times, we are good with Jesus going, hey, bring me salvation and be there when I need you when my life's falling apart. But the moment the Lord goes, hey, I wanna shepherd you. I wanna lead you. I wanna direct you. I wanna bring you good things if you'll trust me. Right? We go, oh, God, I don't know about that. I really like the salvation part. But I don't know about the everyday part. I don't know about you getting into my finances. And I don't know about you getting into my marriage and into my life. And I don't know about you getting into some of the hobbies that I have. And I don't know about you dealing with my life on a daily basis. I don't know if I want you to really shepherd my life. Give it up for Brian, everybody. Amen. Brian said, you're getting me in trouble. I actually think you won some brownie points right there, okay? All right, here's what I can promise you. Jesus only has your best intention in mind. He only has your best intentions in mind. So let's take the story of the rich young ruler, right? Comes to Jesus, how can I have salvation? Jesus says what? Sell everything and come follow me. I think a lot of times we look at that passage and we go, really? That's really kind of harsh. Sell everything? Sell everything? Everything you have? Give up everything, release everything, 
let go of everything, let go of your perspectives, let go of everything you worked so hard for and come follow you, right? Jesus only had his best intention in mind because here's what Jesus knows. He knows the rich young ruler and us. Guess what? Someday when you die, we all die, you're not taking anything with you. None of it. So what seems to be harsh on Jesus to be like, hey, sell everything, come follow me, is actually blessing him and leading him to green pastures because he knows what? In heaven, he'll never lose anything. You'll never lose anything. It's allowing him to shepherd. Point number two is this, more than enough. More than enough. This is a different version. It says this, Yahweh is my best friend and my shepherd. I always have more than enough. Now, listen, I, I'm learning this, okay? And I think this is, a, this is a not 101 basic of following Jesus. These are some higher levels of following Jesus, is learning to allow him to be the provider. This is why many, many of us in our church fight giving. We just fight it. Because we are so, it's so hard to trust and learn to allow God to be the provider and not you. And this is a process. And, and listen, I'm just gonna be really honest with you. Listen, if everybody gave at our church, we would have more money than we knew what to do with. We would be able to do anything that God told us to do at any point in any time. We'd never have any needs. But it's something we learn. We learn that it's his job to bring more than enough. It's my job to trust him. And here's what's interesting, is in life, how many of you would say, regardless if it's this or something else in life, you fight the good things that are good for you in life? Right? Like, it's not natural. Like, okay, so... Um, we traveled a little bit, so it's changed up just a little bit. But literally for the last two months, I've ate at Chipotle every single day. I'm not lying to you. I promise you. Like, I walk in, and they just start making the food for me. They know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to get tacos with no rice, chicken, lettuce, and cheese and they just start making it. I'll tell you how much it is. It is $12.53. Cuz I get a kids chip and a big tall glass of water. One day, one day one of the workers said, "Why do you come here every day?" <laughs> Great question, right? Why do you come here every I'm forced to be here, but you are not. Why are you here every day? And I was like, I'm just trying to eat healthy to the best of my ability. I'm trying to do something that's good for me because my flesh definitely wants McDonald's today, I promise you. You know? I mean, 
I don't know about these grimace shakes, but I, you know, I might take one, you know, right? We fight what's good for us. <laughs> it's his job as the shepherd. Do you know that sheep can only eat what's put in front of them? So if there's no grass to eat, that's not on the sheep. Did you get that? That's on who? The shepherd. But it's the sheep's job to do what? To trust the shepherd. So when the shepherd says, hey, bring 10% of everything you make to me, we go, okay, you're good. I'm learning to trust you. His job, the job of the shepherd is to meet your needs emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Write that down. God's job is to meet your needs emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Now, here's the problem. The problem is this, is that we get real squeamish. I get squeamish. I freak out. I have all kinds of moments where I'm like, okay, God, I don't have what I need for September 18th. Right? Because many of you can tell me what you're going to do on September 18th. I know what I'm going to do on September 18th. I know what the church needs in September. I know what the church needs in November and December. And I promise you today, I don't have what I need for that. I literally don't have what I need. But you know what I do have what I need is for today. I have everything I need for when? Today. That's the job of the shepherd, to make sure that you have, I'm gonna prove it to you. Matthew chapter six, verse nine. Jesus said, pray this way. Then he said, pray this way. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, right? So what, what's happening in heaven? Are all the needs met in heaven? Yes, every day. Same thing can happen on earth. Give us, verse 11, Give us this day our daily bread. Jesus makes it real clear. I'll provide for what you need today. I'll make sure you have everything you need for today if you'll trust me to be the shepherd. That's hard. And that's when we freak out. Because we're like, okay, God, in 20 days, we got this thing. God's like, I know. I'm not dumb. Furthermore, can I just challenge a lot of you? The Bible says you have not because you ask not. You have not because you ask not. And there are times that you have not because you just simply haven't talked to the Lord about it. And the Lord would be like, I'm more than willing to help you. I'm more than willing to provide. I'm more than willing to take care of you. I just told you a commandment. Just ask me. I like fellowship with you. I like talking with you. Just ask me. Listen. He's good for it. You know, like when somebody, you go to dinner with somebody and you know clearly they're going to pay for dinner? That's a great day, <laughs> right? Like you're not wondering who's got the check, you know? Like I, I'm just going to shout them out. I love going to dinner with Dave Shannon. <laughs> I'm just being real, real. Because listen, I pay 99% of the time for everybody I go to dinner with. But when I go to dinner with Dave Shannon, 
I'm like, he's good for it. <laughs> Amen? It's a great feeling. He's, he's got it. They come, who, who's got the check? This guy. <laughs> right? It's the same thing with God. He's got it. He's the God of the universe. Right? He knows how to provide for birds. He said it in Matthew 6. Why are you so worried? I take care of birds you don't even know about. I heard somebody just shared this, uh, this little post. It was this lady feeding some birds, and she was telling the Lord how happy she was to feed the birds. And the Lord said, you didn't feed those birds. I fed those birds. I just allowed you to be a part of that. I just allowed you to be a part of that moment. He's good. Allow him to be good. Learn to trust him. Point number three, still waters. He lets me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still and what? Quiet waters. Now, that poses a question. Why does the scripture say still waters? Why are we talking about calm waters? Because here, here's what I know about, about humans. We like this, okay? That, this, <laughs> right? That is Pastor Matt just holding on for dear life. The back of the head deflated, and there's my son Ben just like, oh, God, help us, right? Okay? Just, uh, 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 okay. We like this, right? Like still waters. Where's the adventure, Right? Where's the crazy? Where's the exciting? Can I just say this? That we are like such a culture right now that we're like, we're like puppies. We're like, oh, look, over here, over here, over here, over here, over here. What's going to entertain me? What's going to excite me? What's going to grab my attention for 30 seconds? We're like still waters? That's boring. Nobody's on TikTok watching Quiet brooks. Like, I'm just amazed by this quiet brook. It's amazing, right? There's a reason why he leads the sheep to still waters. Put up that picture of the sheep. Come. That dude's got some hooded eyes, man. <laughs> this is like a gangster sheep right here, okay? All right. Do you see all the wool around the head and the neck? Okay. There's, they say that there's anywhere from five to 10 pounds of wool around their head and around their neck. So what does that mean? That means when they dip their head down to drink the water, it also means this, that this wool on their neck and their head is going to get what? It's going to get wet. And it's going to get heavy, right? So if they're at a little river that has a real fun current, right? Because sheep just run to water. 
right? Kind of like us. We just run to things. We don't take a minute to ask our shepherd, is this stream good for me? Is this current good for me? And so they'll dip their head into the water and get their head heavy and wet. And because of the strong current, what will happen? They'll fall in. And once they fall in, they can be what? Overcome by the water. So the Lord says, I'm gonna lead you to peaceful, still water. A place that is good for you. A place that I've set up for you. That I've thought through to make sure that you're not overtaken by the current. Right? But we run to the current. Shepherd goes, I want to lead you. I want to give you a real-life example of this in, in our life recently. People ask me this question all the time. How do I hear the Lord? It's a great question. It's a wonderful question. And if you don't know the answer to that, I want you to know there's no embarrassment to that. I'm so happy you're here today, and I'm going to tell you how. You follow peace. You follow peace. Because the still, quiet waters are what? They're peaceful. The current isn't. So what do you do? You follow peace. You know when you are about to make a decision about a job change and you have no peace. You know when you're about to make a decision about your children and you have no peace. You know when you have that apprehension in your heart about a financial decision that you're going to make and you have no peace. But then you also know moments in your life where you're like, it's just like a green light. It's just peaceful. I'm not, I'm not trying to convince myself into this decision. Amen? Like, I'm not trying to justify this decision. I'm not trying to just figure out why this decision makes sense, right? Things make sense when God brings peace. And sometimes the peace will come in moments that make zero sense, right? How do you follow the Lord? You follow by peace. So a couple years ago, the Lord, that's the provider, right? provided for me and my family a new house. Back during the pandemic, we sold our old house, made way more money than we should have, ever. Okay? And the Lord brought us to this new house. Now, this is what's interesting about this new house. This new house, we paid $111 a square foot. And if you know the current prices on new builds, the new build's current prices are anywhere from 240 to 265 a square foot on a new house. And so he brought us to this house, $111, which is a whole story in itself, that number for us. And he provided for us with a 3% interest rate. Right? Like unheard of. 
Like, that doesn't make sense. Outside of what? The provider. He provides. Now, I, I would love to tell you the story of the house journeys that we've had. I mean, 13 years of renting and, I mean, no, 15 years of renting from our first house. And, I mean, I'll never forget just bringing Michael home to our first apartment with blue carpet, okay? I mean, like, blue. Blue is the ocean, okay? <laughs> carpet, okay? We lived in some crazy places. So I am unbelievably grateful and thankful to the Lord for being faithful and leading us. Now, what happened? The neighbors behind us are kind of crazy. I mean, like last night, I thought they were gonna blow up our house with fireworks, okay? I mean, you know what I mean? Like, just crazy. They got, they had motorcycles at one time. They had four-wheelers. It's just kind of crazy behind our house. And praise the Lord, God has done a bunch with that uh, on our behalf. But one of the things that happened was I just freaked out. I was like, God, you brought me where? Why do I have this? If this is your blessing and this is your favor, I just I freaked out. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like, God brings you somewhere and then it doesn't look exactly, exactly the exact way you thought it was gonna look and you just freak out, right? So I started telling Jess, I'm selling this house. You know? Luke's like, are we selling our house? I don't, I don't wanna live in an apartment again. You know what I mean? Like, we just lived in an apartment for 12 months or 14 months, right? I'm like, I'm selling this house. I'm done with this house. I'm so angry, right? So I actually started looking. I started searching Right? Taking what? My time, my energy, stealing my peace, right? Because I'm not, I'm not listening to the shepherd. I'm just like, I'm gonna do, I'm done with this, right? But the Lord is so good. The Bible says he does what? He knocks at the door of our heart. So he kept knocking at my heart. Hey, I, I want to talk to you about this. So one day, I, the Lord's like, I want to talk to you about the house. He's like, listen, I'll take care of the neighbors. This is where I have for you. Now, how many of you have heard a word from the Lord, but yet you still go forward to do what you want to do? Can I get an amen from anybody? Right? I, I'm, I'm running after the current. I'm like, yeah, God, that sounds great, but I'm, I'm, I'm selling and I'm doing this. Right? I'll never forget this one day, this one night, the middle of the night, I woke up, the middle of the night, and as soon as I woke up, I heard the, like, heard in my heart, the Lord go, look up the, the interest rates right now and take your old house payment and see what your old house payment would be. Not your current house payment, your old one. It's like two o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, two o'clock in the morning, Mortgage calculator, looking up current. Yeah, two o'clock in the morning, like looking up current mortgage rates, taking my old house, new mortgage rates, and then it hit me. 
the payment on my old house is more today than it is on my new house that I live in today. And the Lord said, stop running to the rushing water. I've brought you to still waters. Relax and allow me to provide and to take care of you. Amen? Listen, this is a process. You learn to allow the shepherd to bring you to peaceful still waters. Point number four, last one is this. The oil of the Lord. Verse five. You've anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. You've anointed and refreshed my head with oil. My cup overflows. All right, put up that picture for me. This is a picture of a shepherd pouring oil on the entire head of the sheep. And I want to explain this process to you. Okay, I'm going to read this, all right? The sheep can get their head caught in the briar bushes. And as they get their heads caught in the briar bushes, they can die trying to get untangled from them. There are horrid little flies that like to torment the sheep by laying eggs in their nostrils and turning into worms, driving the sheep to beat their heads against the rocks, sometimes all the way to the point of death. Their eyes and their ears are also susceptible to this torment of these insects. So the shepherd, the good shepherd, right, the good shepherd's job is to do what? The good shepherd's job is to anoint their head with oil. Not part of their head, their entire head. The shepherd will take the oil, pour it on the top of the head, and rub it all over their head. And this is what it says. The oil forms a barrier of protection against the evil that tries to destroy the sheep. Let me read that again. The oil forms a barrier of protection against the evil that tries to destroy the sheep. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever had mental torment? Have you ever had moments where you're beating your head against the rocks trying to figure out how are we going to provide? How are we going to fix this? God, how are we going to move forward? Lord, I see no way. I've lost all hope. God, what are we going to do? And you're just beating your head. God, what do we do? Have you ever had seasons where worried thoughts seem to overtake you? You have no joy, no peace, no rest. It's so evident to me sometimes 
And I don't mean this meanly, but sometimes you walk in here and as soon as I see you, I can see the torment. I can see the enemy tormenting your mind. I can see the enemy tormenting your soul. I can see the enemy fighting against you. I can see the torment sometimes. But let me ask you this question. Have you ever asked the Lord to anoint your head? with the Lord's oil of the Holy Spirit. There's something about the presence of God. I can't quantify it. I wish I could. I wish I could just quantify it. I wish I could show it to you. I wish I could illustrate it to you. I wish I could make this just like so known to you, but there's just something about the presence of God. When the Holy Spirit comes and he pours out the oil upon my head, he pours out his oil upon my thoughts, and he pours out his oil upon my spirit, and all of a sudden there's a barrier, there's a protection against what the enemy is trying to steal from me. And all you have to do is say, Shepherd, I need your oil. I need the Holy Spirit. Life doesn't make sense. I can't figure things out. I can't do this on my own. And the shepherd goes, that's okay. Let me give you the Holy Spirit that will strengthen you and protect you. And then I'll lead you to the answer. Why don't you stand up today? I want you to close your eyes. Then I want you to just imagine you standing next to the Lord, just standing there with Jesus. And I want you to imagine him with just, just an oil, just a, a jar of oil, just waiting, waiting to anoint your head. Now I want you to ask the Lord, anoint my head. Anoint my thoughts. Bring the Holy Spirit. I want you just to say this. Say, I renounce the lies of the enemy. I say, I renounce the lies of the enemy. I renounce the torment in my mind. I'll tell the Lord, say, thank you, Lord, that I have peace. I have peace that doesn't come from circumstances. I have peace that comes from you. Because you are more than enough. Come on, tell him that. Tell him, Lord, you are more than enough. I have all that I need. Your strength, your grace, 
your peace, your joy. Your rod protects me. Your staff comforts me. Lord, you are my shepherd. Come on, raise your hand. You go, I want the Lord to shepherd me. I want the Lord to shepherd me. Come on, tell the Lord. Say, Lord, Holy Spirit, I give you permission to shepherd me, to guide me, to lead me to green pastures, to still quiet waters. Thank you, God, even though I may feel that I'm in the valley right now. I thank you, God, that I'm not staying in the valley. You promised that we would go through the valley and that we would go to the other side. So, Lord, I thank you. Come on, tell them. Say, Lord, I thank you for the victory ahead of time. I thank you, God, that I see victory because you are before me. You are leading me. You are guiding me. Lord, I bless your people. I release your grace, your favor, your blessing, your kindness, your joy upon them. We praise you, we worship you, and we thank you in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody agrees, said? Amen. Come on, give it up for Jesus. Give it up for his word. Right, we love you. Have a great, great Sunday. We will see you next week.